Happy Sabbath Sunday, July 4th weekend, our online only weekend. No matter where you are, we are hoping that you're relaxing and enjoying God's creation. And man's creation. What's that? Uh, fireworks and brats, Jordan, of course. <laughs> hey, do us a favor, let us know where you're watching from and comment below. Mm. Did you know that Echo could be your place, your people, and your purpose all in one space? It's beautiful. So beautiful. We encourage you to take your first steps into this life-giving local church and find the community and the support that you've been hoping for. Stop by at Mayo High School for one of our services at 9.30 and 11 a.m. on Sundays. We would love to meet you. We'll be back to our normal in-person service next week. We also want to say thank you for your obedience to God's word in the form of giving back to God through the giving of your tithe, which, if you don't know, is 10% of your income as worship to God. If you're looking to give, head to our website or text any amount to 84321. That's it. You know what? Just enjoy Echo's Sabbath Sunday service.
altar I'm bringing my praise And every piece of my heart You're refining with your flame In the dawn I'll rise And call on your name Let my life be an offering
Yes, Jesus, we love you and we thank you for who you are and who you've called us to be. Hey, what's up, Echo Church? I just want to shout out to my friends out there. I'm not exactly sure where you're at. I'm in my backyard. Uh, you might be with your people. You might be on your poolside or maybe your pond or a really big pond called a lake. And uh, I just want to let you know that we're appreciative that you're just joining in with us this weekend online. Seriously, thank you so much. And, and I don't know if you know this, but we are in a summer series called Rude Jude. And one of my goals is just to help us all become better humans. And, and on a light, a very light and a very practical and partially sarcastic note, um, I want to address your driving. Come on, y'all know a rude driver out there. And it's summer, summer season right now, which is also known as construction season. And uh, I just want to, I just want to beg you, would you be less rude during construction season and let me merge? I know you prematurely got your line, spot in the line, and I know you're really tight against the bumper of the car in front of you, and I know you don't like those people who like to merge in the last moment. Well, that's me probably, and I'm probably the rude person, but please don't be rude and let me in. How about this one? Rude drivers, um, slow drivers who are in the left lane. Don't be rude. Why do you got to be so rude? Just go over to the right lane. If you're driving slow, just stay in the right lane. Okay, um, but on a serious note, I hope as you're traveling this weekend, you're safe and you're with the people that you love. Uh, Speaking of traveling, did you know that the author of this book, this letter, Jude, was also a traveling speaker? And Jude lovingly addresses the local church through this letter, and he speeds right up to the point. He takes no detours. You see what I did there? Oh, my lame jokes, I love them. Uh, Jude one twenty says this, and this is the text for today. It says, But dear friends, build yourself up in your most holy faith and pray in union with the Holy Spirit. Uh, Let me say this just slightly different. Dear friends, I want you to, I want to remind you, us today, that prayer is a tool for reinforcing your faith and your trust in the Heavenly Father. I want to focus into this idea of prayer, this practice of prayer. Prayer simply understood is communion with God. And I believe this, Jude is trying to remind his audience, and again, I remind you, his audience is not only the people he's writing that letter to uh, and that community, that local church, but it also transcends to our generation. He reminds his audience of the power and the necessity of communion and conversation with God regularly. Jude is stating this principle 
that there is a power and there is a necessity for communion and conversation with our Heavenly Father known as prayer. And Jude teaches it, but Jesus showed us. And, and you know what's really fun is these, these references. I found a bunch of references in Mark and, and, and how Jesus kind of cracked the prayer code. And how he teaches us how to have a relationship with him and our Heavenly Father and the Holy Spirit through communion and conversation with God, as known, known as prayer. Text number one is, is found in Mark chapter 1, verse 35. And the context is this, is Jesus is traveling. And as he's traveling around from city to city, uh, he's healing and he's delivering people because that's just what he does. It's his purpose. He's living within his purpose. And in and, and the text that I want to read, it, it says this, in the midst of that moment, in, in the midst of him doing all that, it said, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up and he left. And he went away into a lonely spot and he stayed there praying. But then Simon and those around him went, uh, around him went after him. And when they found him, they, they said to him, Everyone is looking for you. Where did you go? They didn't understand that, that there is a power and a necessity for communion and conversation with God. And some of you need that today. You need to do that as a first thing in your day because that's what Jesus did. Jesus left his comfort. He left his people. He left his place to go seek communion and have conversation with God. Some of you need to hear that. You need to leave and find that lonely space away from your family, from your in-laws, your neighbors, your friends, uh, whatever, your phones, uh, all the distractions of your life and find a place to recharge and renew with God to make it through the weekend. One of my goals of building the holy shed behind me is to make that that type of space where I can get away from everybody and seek God intently and really truly at the first things of within my daily routine. How about this as for the second text? The context is this is Jesus has just sent his disciples across the lake. What the disciples didn't know is there was going to be a really big storm and they were going to be crossing the lake and and uh, maybe freaking out a little bit. So, And it also, after the scripture, Jesus walks on water. But before he does that, this is what he does. Mark chapter 6, verse 35. After he had left them, he went into the hills to pray. Some versions say he went into the mountains to pray. Prayer is that great escape. And we see that in this. Prayer is that great escape from the hustle and the bustle. But I also want to tell you and teach you today that prayer is an uphill battle. No one will ever make you pray. No one will really ever ask of you to go pray, to have conversation and communion with God. And, And honestly, God, he won't even truly pester you. And bother you to prayer, and to pray, and to, to, to steep yourself in prayer. 
But I want to remind us today that there is a power and a necessity for communion in conversation with God. I, I might sound like a broken record, but I want you to understand that there is a power and necessity for communion in conversation with God. How about this? The last scripture in Mark 14. The context is this, the Last Supper. And Jesus is with his disciples. Uh, I can say it like this. Jesus is with the people he cares most about. It's kind of like the weekend that you're spending right now. And uh, and Jesus has got a few last things to say. In Mark chapter 14, verse 32, it says, They went to a place called Gethsemane. I hate that word. I really do. Uh, I'm not going to say it again. I'm not even going to try. But he went to this garden, and, and Jesus said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. And he took Peter, James, and John along with him, and he began to be deeply distressed and deeply troubled. And, and he said this, he, he told the people he cared about uh, and people he was surrounded by, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. And he said to them, he asked them, stay here and keep watch. See, Jesus was trying to pray in union with his disciples. In union and unity with the people that he cared most about. And he was trying to teach them the power and the necessity of communion and conversation with God. And, and, and within the story, Jesus went a little further. And in and, and, and my paraphrased version, Jesus prays his guts out, guts out and his soul out. And then he eventually returns to his disciples. And what does he find? They're sleeping. And his reaction is this, watch and pray so you will not fall into temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And uh, if anybody who, who is watching and who's listening to this, um, if you've ever tried to pray, you know that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. As many of us, just before we go to bed, we're like, man, I intend to pray and to take a moment and really seek the God, uh, seek God through prayer and conversation and communion with God. And, uh, and, and the next thing you know is you're sound asleep. And instead of, you know, tens of minutes, you're it's like minutes and seconds. And, and you're sleeping and you never really have that conversation with God. And uh, it is so true. And unfortunately, uh, my, my rude Jude statement of the week is this, is many of us treat prayer as our last resort instead of our first response. And what we find is this, is Jude uses very few words to try to remind believers, that's you, to his, and remind his audience to stay in step with Jesus will require us to be in full union with God. The Holy Spirit with Jesus, three in one. That if we are going to stay in step with what God wants us and who he wants us to be, we need to be in full union, in communion and conversation with God. And Jude really, in essence, is giving us a license to look a little crazy while you're talking to yourself at the stoplight. He says, do it. Find a place. 
and, and practice prayer on a regular basis. He, he also gives you permission to slip away and to seek and speak to Jesus first. And really in your midday and wherever you want to go, to, to just go and and seek the Lord. To, to And you know what, all the introverts out there, you'll agree with me. You have now permission to make and create moments and space to seek God in conversation and to remain in communion and unity with the Father through prayer. And every introvert says amen. And see, what we see here in these three references in Mark with Jesus is this, is he, he truly cracked the prayer code. He really teaches us how to pray. And let me just break this down so you remember it. Jesus prayed in the morning. Jesus prayed on the mountaintop moments. <laughs> uh, you know, it's so funny. He also prayed in the morning. Now, I only say it was funny because I got a bee swarming uh, around my face. I just love that. Love that when I'm filming. It's awesome. Uh, but but Jesus also prayed in the morning. The last morning is M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. He prayed in the lowest moments of his life. And, and really, if we're going to be in communion and conversation with God, uh, one of the things that we need to apply to our life is we make prayer one of the first things that we do. How about this? Prayer also is meant to happen in our mountaintop moments, in the best moments, on vacation, over this holiday weekend, and, 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 and pause just for moments and, and honestly find ourselves at a place of gratitude, of thankfulness, and, and, and truly to learn to how to adore God for His character. That's what it means to pray on the mountaintop, in the mountaintop moments, in your best moments, uh, to, to, to include a thankful spirit. And how about this last one, praying in your morning, in the low, lowest moments, and in your last moments when we're tired and we're weary and we're anxious. Jesus helps us prayer, uh, crack the prayer code. Pray in the morning. Pray at your mountaintop moments and pray and pause even in the lowest moments of your life. Now, um, I would just just be real with you. Some of you, you're really not into this prayer thing. Maybe you're new to uh, this relationship with God. And I just want to just state the obvious. It's weird to talk to someone who doesn't answer back much. I've never heard God audibly. Okay, I've sensed his voice in my spirit and my mind and through his word. Uh, but it, let me just state it. It is so weird to talk to someone who doesn't talk to you back. And I, I just wanted to share this, this story. When, when my youngest daughter, Zion, was, was little, three, two, three, one, two, three, four years old, somewhere around there, uh, Zion would, would love to talk to her father. And she would ramble and ramble and stumble over her words. And guess what I would do? I would just lean in and listen attentively. And I would wait until she was done to respond. And I actually would probably wait even past the place of comfortable waiting and listening. And after she talked and I didn't understand anything she said, 
I would look at her and say, that is so neat, Zion. And I am just so proud of you. See, the thing we have to understand is this. Prayer is communion and conversation with God. And our Heavenly Father wants to just simply be in communion. I just sense that some of you need to hear this. Jesus and the Holy Spirit would want to lean this into your soul, into your mind, and remind you that scripturally he says this, I will always be with you, and I will never forsake you. And keep telling me about your day, and I'll keep on listening. See, prayer isn't about what we say as much as with who we are with. One of my favorite authors is Brian Zahn. In one of his books, he says this about prayer. Prayer is not so much words that you say, but the time and space you carve out to be aware of God's presence. How good is that? How about this from Mother Teresa? Prayer is not asking. Prayer is putting oneself in the hands of God at his disposition and listening to his voice his voice in the depth of our hearts. See, what I want to tell you on Sabbath Sunday is this. Let us build ourselves up. Let us be reminded that we are called to unity through prayer with our Heavenly Father. That we were built and we were created for communion. Interaction. Relationship in conversation with our Heavenly Father. And He wants to do that with you, no matter if you feel far or near to God. And the way that I have, we, we were able to have a communion with our Heavenly Father, the creator of this universe, is through His Son, Jesus, who, who let me just say it like this, in a very corny way, He's like the cell phone tower. He's like the old telephone lines. He is the way in order for us to have that relationship with God. And it really just truly starts with surrender. And we have some liturgy that we, we've created. We have a tradition here at Echo where we pray this prayer that reminds us that we cannot do life alone. But we need to do life with our Heavenly Father and with each other. The church, the local church, with Echo Church. And uh, we pray this prayer every week. And I just want to invite you, no matter if you're near or far from God, to make this your prayer, to truly mean it as we step in communion and conversation with God. Let us pray. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, and you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer, Save me and lead me in Jesus' name and his authority. Amen. I give you my life. I give you my trust. Jesus. You are my God. You are in.
weekend we can't wait to see you back in person next week mail high school at 9 30 or 11 a.m happy fourth of july <laughs>